Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, which features the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. The concept of mindfulness, which is the purposeful, open-minded and present-centred attention and awareness, is moving from a largely contemplative practice to a mainstream organisational idea. Leaders in top companies such as Google and Intel have begun implementing mindfulness initiatives for their employees as researchers establish more empirical links between mindfulness with employee well-being and performance. SMU Associate Professor of Organisational Behaviour and Human Resources, Johan Reb, has been conducting research on mindfulness in organisations for more than a decade and recently published a groundbreaking book titled Mindfulness in Organisations. He is also the director of the Mindfulness Initiative at SMU, established at the university in 2013. In this podcast, Associate Professor Reb shares his research, which found that mindful employees feel less emotionally exhausted and as a result perform better and have lower turnover intentions. He urges companies to invest in mindfulness training and initiatives, especially given the substantial scientific evidence for the significant benefits that they can bring at a relatively low cost. Professor, some research has linked mindfulness to better job performance and lower turnover intentions. In your recent research, however, you examined the mechanisms behind this correlation. Could you tell us what inspired your study? Thanks for bringing me on for this podcast today. I'm happy to share a bit about this research. Um, what inspired me? Um, I have been the director of the Mindfulness Initiative at SMU for some time now. And as part of that, um, my colleagues and I have been studying mindfulness in particular at, at the workplace. And uh, now at the workplace, some of the most important things are, of course, how well employees perform and also whether employees decide to stay or to leave an organization. So we were thinking it would be very interesting to examine these variables of performance and turnover intention through the lens of mindfulness and see if mindfulness actually benefits organizations by helping employees to perform better and also making them uh, stay in the organization longer. And the reason why we thought they might be performing better and staying longer, having lower turnover intentions, as you said, is because they would be less exhausted or less emotionally exhausted from their work. So that was the basic idea behind the study. And the uh, conclusions, just to summarize briefly, um, where we found exactly that, um, we found that the more mindful the employees were, they actually felt uh, less emotionally exhausted from their work. And as a result, they performed better. So they were able to perform better as rated by their supervisors. And they also expressed lower intentions to leave the organization. What is the significance of this research? The reason why studying employee performance is important is quite obvious. Um, naturally, organizations want employees to perform well, and the, the, the performance of the organization as a whole uh, depends on the performance of its employees. Why do we study turnover intentions? Research has found that 
the cost of voluntary exit of employees actually goes into the billions of dollars in the U.S. alone per year. Um, and the reason is that um, every time an employee leaves the company, uh, the company will have to find somebody else. So that involves cost. Um, they have to train that employee. Uh, and so on. In addition, they're also losing often very valuable human capital as an employee leaves because that employee has experience, has knowledge about the organization. Uh, and, and finally, another thing is that when employees have higher turnover intentions, they often also show some kind of withdrawal behaviors. So they may be more often late to work or they may not work as hard because they're not quite as motivated as employees are who, who don't intend to leave. So these are some reasons why we, we carried out these studies. I understand that you conducted two studies. Can you tell us more? Both studies took place in India. And in the first study, um, we surveyed call center employees of uh, a larger contact center for an American multinational uh, company. We had a total of uh, 251 responses and uh, responses were um, on average 24.7 years old. There were 62% of them were male, 38% were female. Um, on average, they've been with the organization for 11 months. Um, and that also perhaps gives you some indication of high the turnover tends to be in these kind of organizations. They were quite well educated. 82% of the sample had at least a three-year college degree. And so basically, their job was they were service representatives in that call center and tasked to improve the experience of the users of the company's uh, e-business. Second study, we then decided to uh, broaden up the, the sampling. And we got respondents from multiple organizations in various sectors uh, located in four major Indian cities. And these were from different industries, such as banking, education, engineering, uh, hospitality, media, information technology, retail, uh, and some others. And uh, in that study, it's important to note that we also added in a variable of job performance. And because we did so, then we recruited uh, employee supervisor diets for the service because we needed the supervisors to rate the employee's performance because uh, it's quite problematic if you'd ask employees to rate their own performance. So we ended up with 286 supervisor subordinate diets. Uh, and so we had a total of 572 surveys. And uh, the main focus, of course, was on the sub subordinates because we were interested in their performance, their turnover intentions, and their emotional exhaustion and mindfulness. And that sample was, uh, there were 73% male. The age was a bit older than in the first study. They were 35.4 years old. Uh, again, very well educated. The majority, about 70%, had obtained a postgraduate degree. So taken together, we found uh, very consistent results across these two studies. And in both studies, uh, we found that employees' mindfulness um, predicted their level of emotional exhaustion such that the more mindful employees were, the less em emotionally exhausted were they from their work. And as a result of that, employees showed greater performance on the job as rated by the supervisors, and they indicated lower intentions to leave the organization. You mentioned the term emotional exhaustion. What is emotional exhaustion, and what are its effects? Some people might be more familiar with the term burnout. 
So I think that's more common in the kind of the popular literature, right? And if we define burnout in the academic literature, the core aspect of it is called emotional exhaustion. So it's a, it's a sense of being really drained from work. For example, in the morning, we really don't feel like we have the energy to get up and go to work. At the end of the day, we feel emotionally drained. Right? We feel like very tired, worked out. We feel emotionally in a low mood. So that is emotional exhaustion. And um, research has shown that it has a variety of negative consequences. So past research has already linked it to job performance and also to turnover intentions. So what we found here and what we bring in new is the perspective of mindfulness, looking at mindfulness as an antecedent or, or a way to actually prevent employees from getting burnt out or getting emotionally exhausted. These are very interesting findings. In terms of practical application, what are the key implications for companies? What can managers learn from these results? Great question. So, as I just said, you know, past research had already shown that emotional exhaustion can be very detrimental. So it had, has costs at the personal level. Employees get stressed out. They may fall sick. They have lower quality of life. Because of that, it also has huge costs for organizations because the employees uh, cannot work that well. They may have to take uh, uh, leave days. Um, so it affects the organization's performance. It also has societal costs in terms of medical costs and so on. Um, so we know that already from the research past research. So what we're bringing in is that mindfulness can actually be a help for organizations and employees to help prevent emotional exhaustion. And uh, that's something um, I think that's really, really useful because it's not enough to know that emotional exhaustion is a negative thing. We need to know what can we actually do about it. And so our research suggests that organizations uh, should invest in finding ways um, to help their employees be more mindful. Because the research has shown that mindfulness helps them to be less stressed and less emotionally exhausted. So uh, one way is that organizations could offer mindfulness training programs. And there has been research on uh, several of these programs, such as mindfulness-based stress reduction. Um, these are also courses that we're offering at the Mindfulness Initiative at SMU. These are fairly inexpensive ways to help employees cope better with the stressors they face in their work life and as a result, perform better. Um, and overall, if you think of the cost of burnout, um, actually investing a bit in like a mindfulness training would not be a, um, a big investment relative to the potential benefits. From your observations, has such mindfulness training caught on with companies globally? Mindfulness training programs have become more popular, perhaps in particular in the United States, which is often um, taking the lead in such areas. Um, if you think of companies in the West Coast, uh, Google is one very famous company, Intel, uh, General Mills, Aetna is a big insurance company. So there's a lot of companies who are doing that. Um, locally also there have been companies providing mindfulness training to their employees. Um, at the same time, there's also individuals who feel like, oh, mindfulness practicing mindfulness, learning more about mindfulness could really help me, and they sign up individually for programs or make efforts to 
learn about mindfulness and to practice mindfulness and bring it into their daily lives. The studies you mentioned earlier were conducted in India. Do the findings apply across geographical regions? So these studies were conducted in India, that's correct. Some of the other research that has looked at part of these relations, for example, um, we have conducted research in Singapore that only linked mindfulness to job performance without studying emotional exhaustion as this kind of mediating mechanism. So we have evidence, for example, in Singapore that here as well, to the extent that employees are more mindful, their supervisors rate the, them as performing at a higher level. There have also been studies conducted in the United States, in Germany. Um, so research there has, for example, in Germany has, for example, linked mindfulness to emotional exhaustion and shown that working adults who are more mindful and who practice mindfulness are less emotionally exhausted from the work. So overall, it seems that these findings generalize across different contexts which makes a lot of sense to me because even though clearly there are cultural differences um, and there are cultural differences also and national differences in turnover rates. So in Singapore, for example, this is a particularly big problem for organizations, perhaps bigger than in other countries like in Germany where I'm from. So while there are these differences, there are also similarities in the sense that mindfulness just helps people feel less stressed and it shouldn't depend whether you live in the US or you live in Singapore because it's got something to do with your ability to regulate your emotions, to respond in a better way to the stresses that we face in daily life, to be less emotionally reactive. Thank you, Professor. You're welcome.